Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Are you ready to transform your space into a masterpiece? Introducing Mosaics, your destination for stones and more. Mosaics is a family-owned business serving the community for over 20 years. With the best quality porcelain, ceramic tiles, and high-end mosaics featuring unique modern designs, Mosaics has everything you need. Dedicated customer service, wholesale distributors, and a passion for excellence. Make sure you visit mosaics.com today to turn your vision into a reality. We are here live after... After a disaster, complete disaster of a game, I'm like speechless. Uh, Gian, I'm gonna let you cook. I know you have a lot to say. No, I I, I do have a lot to say. I have a lot to say. But first, I want to be polite and say, "How are you, Ashley?" (laughs) Good. Uh, You know, it's uh, disappointed like everybody, but um, I'm doing good. I had my I went to my Spanish class before the game, which was great. I'm taking Spanish twice a week, so maybe by next year. I can be fluent and communicate with our global audience more. Um, but besides that, so it goes. How about you? Um, I, I was doing good <laughs> until about <laughs> eight thirty, eight four. Well, eight thirty seven. Yeah, eight thirty seven. Yeah, but um, yeah. man, I just don't know what to say about this team. I, I, I don't know. And they, like, I, I want to be positive. I try to. I try to stand behind them and try to look for, you know, positive things. But it's games like tonight that it just makes me wonder if Messi isn't around, like, do we actually have a team? Because I'm looking at our record without Messi. I'm, I, I was looking back at the games that we had without Messi, which was Chicago, New York City, Houston, Orlando, Toronto, Atlanta, Sporting KC. And we're struggling in most of those games. What? Looks like the club behind you. I'm sorry. Keep going. Uh, (laughs) That thing is on its own. Uh, I I don't know. I tried to program. That thing has a mind of its own. But But I'm sorry. Keep going. No, yeah. But I would say, like, we struggle without Messi. We had a couple of games there without Messi that we were – able to do well but most of them we struggled and tonight it's like what is going on with this team i don't you know every night we talk about is it fatigue is it effort is it is it that maybe they don't care so much about the the playoffs anymore like i don't know what the excuse is because every night we find excuses i think we can only use fatigue so much because to me tonight it wasn't about fatigue and the reason i say that is because they didn't look tired. They, I, I feel like the effort in make in running, the effort in trying to defend, the effort which speaks to fatigue was there. To me, it was just everybody is off their game. If Messi's not around, they don't have the confidence that they do when Messi's not around. It's like they drop like 
they're they drop like four or five levels when Messi's not around. They're like half the players, half of what they play half of what they can actually play when Messi's around or when Alva's around. And look, here's something we haven't mentioned much. To me, it's it's part is on the players, right? Like when you see Kremaski miss a goal like that, when you see Farias miss opportunities and play just horrendous. Okay, those are things that the coach can't do anything about. Like those are you, you as a professional, you make those, you score those goals. But I'm sorry, the tactics aren't there. I I mean, as a coach, you got to put these players in positions to excel, and they're just not there. Like nothing. Messi's not around. Somebody has to be creative, which in theory, it should have been Farias. Because how many times have we heard Tata say, Farias is the closest thing we have to Messi. He's the one with the closest skill set to Messi, but he doesn't do anything. And then there's just nothing. From a coaching's perspective, there's no creativity at all, in my opinion. You don't have anything going on. It's just lateral stuff. Lateral from one side of the field to the other side of the field to the other side of the field with no verticality. There's no playmaking there's nothing creative going on and that's on the coach they're so stagnant they don't do anything they have 60 something possession and they don't do anything with it which is really frustrating to me like i'm looking at this team and i'm not a coach and i'm already seeing opportunities to fix the game like you see farias on the left hand side and noah not how many times did we see them actually associate themselves with each other and do something on that wing where where um, where Noah comes up, touches the ball to Farias, then overlaps, and then Farias plays the ball back, and then maybe Farias makes a run to the send to the middle, and Noah centers it back. Like we didn't see any of that. Same thing with Yedlin and Taylor on the right. We didn't see them associate themselves in the least bit. If if Joseph is at at least at the beginning, he had two good plays at the end, so I have to give it up to him for that. But for most of that game, he game. wasn't, yeah, yeah, but he wasn't doing much at the beginning. And what I I think is for Joseph to excel, again, other than those two really good plays that he did, which, man, props to him. He did great there. Joseph is a guy that you need to get him involved and, and, and get him in stride. Place the ball with him running where he's going to have an opportunity to kick the ball. And that's tactics. That's Joseph. Is, uh, they, that's Tata telling the team, get the ball to Joseph in the open space have Joseph make the run so that he can kick. That's where he excels the most. They didn't get him those opportunities. Or ask Joseph, Joseph, play the false nine, play a little back, confuse the defense. When you push more into the midfield, have Farias come in and play the space that you just left behind you, and then have Kremaski or, or somebody play the ball into you. Like All of that stuff to me is missing, the creativity. You can't depend on Messi every single game for him to create everything. When he's not there... People got to step up, and you have to play your tactics to, for a messiless team. And it just didn't happen. I mean, there's more, but I, I don't want to. I don't want to talk for an hour. Obviously, I know that you probably have a lot to get off your chest as well. I saw a couple comments saying, "Ready for an all-time meltdown from Ali." Well, <laughs> I'm actually, I've I'm. I'm past the meltdown point. Like, you know, when it's, you're so mad or whatever that you like calm, that's kind of, that's where I'm at. But a couple things. Um, and without getting into too much of a debate about, you know, biases and nationalities and all those things, because I really don't want to. Um, 
if Facundo Farias wasn't this young hotshot of Argentina, do you think he'd be playing 90 minutes of every game of the last 10 since his uh, performance has dropped? I don't I know. know. I don't. I don't know. No. I don't know. I uh, I know that that seems highly. Would, I I and you know he he's 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 had spurts of great play. Um, but with how many tired legs that we have and the need to rotate. Is there really is there a defined reason he's getting to play ninety minutes when he seemed to over the last four to five games have had a, has had a severe drop off? Um, that's number one. Number two, with this, let's say for the league's cup with the exact same players, how different do you think Phil Neville would have done? Mm-hmm. It's a rhetorical yeah. question. Um, because I haven't seen something so phenomenal out of Tata Martino in terms of rotating tactics. Um, besides, it's kind of like that meme where, you know, it, and this is an American football reference, but it's like, uh, what is it? Like, just throw it up. J- Justin Jefferson or Jamar Chase is somewhere. Throw it up. Jamar's somewhere down there. Yeah. He'll get it from the Bengals, right? Like, that's like what it is that the, yeah. they've had to do with Messi, which is just put Messi on it. You know, it'll it'll make all, it'll make do. And then um, I don't see a future for DeAndre Yedlin next season, which is a shame because I think he's a really great guy and great for the community. But I imagine that this the plan for my moving forward is going to be a back four. And Jordi Alba is going to be your left back uh, as long as injuries are not an issue. And DeAndre Yedlin just won't backtrack. He hasn't done it all season. He didn't really do it last season. And over the last few games, when you know you're playing a lot of young players, he's really been, in my opinion, disgraceful. He's been terrible. He has not tracked back at all. And two of tonight's goals were 100% because he didn't run back. Exactly. Just literally forget tactics or forget other people, you know. Yeah, we had some bad left, like uh, some bad giveaways in the midfield. But that happens sometimes in soccer, you know. That's why you have defenders. Two of the goals was literally because he just didn't run back or he didn't run back fast enough. And and if you're playing a back four and a high um, that's your job. And so with the guarantee of Alba on the left and now Miller, who I deserve to be a center back on our team to be completely fair, um, not that he's, you know, He's not the greatest of all time, but he certainly, in my opinion, he does a very good job. He does what he's, what he's asked to do with those two defenders and Ovilus guaranteed, I pretty much think. Um, they need a new right back who's going to run and who's going to be able to backtrack because DeAndre Yedlin hasn't done it all season. And so, yeah, those are kind of my five points, right? Like I think Fadias, who is a good young talent and who we've said great things about, um, he's young and he's had a complete, he's had a drop off and Tata Martino has not taken him out when he really should have, or put him in positions where he can succeed more. And he's, he's asking the young players to do the wrong things. He's expecting more out of others. And um, it's, it's been really sad. And, you know, for an inter Miami team that definitely has overachieved, but if you're going to double, triple and quadruple, the pricing of tickets for next season, the performance for these last 10 games or eight games or whatever the case may be has been really, really disappointing as a club and really something where you're going to have to see big changes in the roster moving forward in order to um, 
to give the fans what they deserve because it can't be messy. He's 36 years old, 37 years old, and is the greatest player. But, you know, people are going to pay their hard-earned money and put their support behind it somewhere. You can't you, – you have 11 other professionals on the pitch that you need to see perform. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And, and, you know, there are people asking about Kremaski in the comments, and I'll say this, Kremaski was thrown into a role very early out of necessity. And I think he showed... I think he had a better game. He had a much better yeah, game than he's had. But No, I know. But I think that he showed a lot of a lot of promise from when he first started seeing a, a bigger role. But at the same time, you have to remember he's 18 years old. And I've seen him struggle as of recent. He's had some off games, but we haven't seen him have those great games that he has when Messi's around. There's a big, I, I think there's there's completely different, he's a completely different player or when Messi's on the field and when he's not, and you have more experienced players. Like I'm not saying don't play Kremaski maybe at all, but at least you can have a game where you play him the entirety. There'll be games where maybe he plays the last 30 minutes of in the second half, but you've got John Mota who's experienced. You've got Stefanelli who's experienced. Like I think that Tata's failing in the rotations as well. Man, you're talking about fatigue, right? Like, and we're tired, and we played so many games back to back. But why aren't you playing guys that are fresher, that are vets that have played with this team and have shown that I think that they can hold their own again? Like Mota and Stefanelli, they're they're available. But you're just you're asking so much out of these young players that okay, they can shine here and there, but I don't think that you can expect them to be consistently at the top of their game at such a young age. And I think that that's something that Tata fails in is to you. Like how many times actually have we talked about how deep this team is? Like, why did we see, why are we seeing Kremaski play? I, I, I had to step away the last 10 minutes of the game to, to set this up. So I'm not, I'm not sure if he got subbed, but he's playing an, an, an incredible amount of minutes. Farias. Why is Farias seeing all these minutes like you said earlier like switch people out give them give them a chance to rest if, if fatigue or tired or whatever is is an issue like i think that sometimes tata is so set in his ways that it sometimes is to a detriment of the team but then i saw a comment <laughs> i just is funny i know you like to give manchester city comparisons if they won the carabao <laughs> cup but finish last they overachieve Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, yeah. So Mota and Stefanelli are also poor quality. Look, I'm Mota's not saying not that poor quality. I don't I, think. In my yeah, no, I, I don't think they're poor quality. I think that I think that they can serve their role and put and do well enough to to merit time, especially when you have so many games back to back to back. I think that they're playable players that should have seen, seen the field instead of milking a, such a young player and expecting him to perform at an all-star level. And then when he doesn't perform at an all-star level, it's like, he sucks. Like, no, Kremasi doesn't suck. Like, he, he, he does well. Um, but I, then we, I think that, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. What were you going to say? I'm just going to say that I think that, you know, and obviously I can't hear the press conference live. Um, 
or translate in real time. But if we hear again from Tata Martino that it's uh, too many games and that the team is tired, why have you played the same 11, give or take one or two injuries um, last five games without really any changes? If you are yeah. going to just keep complaining about the uh, – the rest, I think that unless for injury reasons, there's no reason that John Moda did not start the game today when we clearly needed an offensive boost and we needed to have yeah. some more creativity. And again, I don't think Lasky had a bad game. I think especially compared to the last couple of games, he did play a little bit more aggressive and a little bit more composed. Um, Royal had a pretty good game. And then, yeah, I uh, Robert Taylor, just his like his legs are out or I don't know what it is but he is just he's run his race and that's another opportunity where why are you playing him when it's you know it's not because he's a poor quality player we've seen in many instances and even before Messi came I know a lot of people haven't seen you know are new to Inter Miami and, and not in a negative way like I know we're we're getting more and more fans each game but um Robert Taylor had a lot of great moments before uh, the Messi era where he showed a lot of brilliance. He's a very, he's a good player. He really is. Um, he's just been, I guess, overused or maybe yeah. whatever the case may be. There's no reason why you, you shouldn't be playing Stefanelli or Robbie Robinson or any of these players simply because you need to rotate. And, you know, that's, if you need to rotate, you need to get some creativity and players to show their hunger. This is when you have to do it. And so it's just, it's been a real tactical failure it's been a i think uh personnel failure it's been it's been tough to see and uh and it's not like you're asking like like when you're rotating like to your point like if you're bringing in other players like like robbie robinson stefanelli moda it's not that you're saying that the others aren't going to see the pitch at all they can come in in the second half and rotate and get at least some time at rest, but it also you have helps. To show I your think, opposition different players. They've been exactly. the same players every single game. Exa- exactly. You you think these teams aren't watching video and and making sure that they're ready for these formations? You got to switch it up. Look, I see. For example, somebody's asking about Campana. Supposedly, uh, Campana didn't play because he was injured. That, uh, that's what came out on yeah. the injury report. So that's why he wasn't. Where he didn't available. travel. He went out of the yeah. last game. Yeah, he didn't travel either. Um, Harun says. Bro, stop. In Europe, they have players at 16, 17, and 18 that play the game at the highest level. That's also Europe, bro. Like, I was going to say, that's why they're in Europe and not playing for MLS. Exa- and, I mean, yeah, he, exactly. He's getting better and better, no doubt. Our league's getting better and better. There's still a, a, you know, a drop-off in, in quality. I um, like, There's another comment I, I saw that I wanted to touch on. Um, oh, you know, yeah, here it is. I've seen a lot of hate uh, for Noah Allen. You know, the kid is 19, and I you know I, we keep saying the age thing. You, you're asking him to be Jordi Alba. He's not. You know, he's doing the best he can, and, and tactically knowing that he's your only left-footed uh, available available player on the left side, then tactically you should be you should be ready to overcompensate for it and have players behind if he does get beat and he does this. I think he's he hasn't been great the last few games, but he hasn't been – I think as bad, let's say Yedlin, or as bad as other players who are much older and much more seasoned than him. Um, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of just to point fingers. Um, yeah, I'm going to say this. Here. Yeah, no, I mean, no matter what, do you? I don't think you can find any excuse for the misses that we saw 
Yeah. Easy shots from Grimaski. That should have been a red card. That's been a red on that their player. It was a deliberate, in my opinion, denying of a goal scoring opportunity. He made himself bigger and his he purposely he purposely tried to use his his other parts of his body to deny a goal, and that's a red card. Yeah. So I don't even know how that wasn't even checked by VAR. Yeah. I I, I think that my my biggest takeaway from tonight's game, um, other than then turning the ball over, I, I think these are, I, I would say, let's, I'm going to give a couple of my key takeaways. One of my key takeaways is Inter Miami has to do a better job at getting back on defense when turning the ball over. And one of the primary offenders of that is exactly who you brought up, DeAndre Yedlin. So that's one of the, one of my key takeaways. The other key takeaway is finding a way to be creative and to generate good plays when Messi isn't around. Because right now, if Messi isn't around, the team is too stagnant. Nobody's making runs. Nobody is take nobody is able to take one or two players to open up the field. Like nobody's nobody's giving that type of individual effort at this point. Sometimes we'll see a flash from Taylor, sometimes from Farias, but not often enough. I think Farias needs to step up, especially if Tata's giving him this opportunity where it seems like he's untouchable. He is the man when Messi's not around. So I think that Farias needs to step up to the plate and prove why it is that Tata has so much confidence in him and start playmaking. That's important. And the last one would be coaching. Tata's got to do better at coaching. From rotating players to the game planning and game scheming and finding ways to create offense because I, I just in case there are people that just came in, I said this at the beginning, we, how many times have we seen in prior games, especially when Alba is in or Messi are in where again, the fullbacks, the left fullback or the right fullback will run up, touch the ball with the wing, overlap the wing, and make the run so that the wing passes the ball right back. And that opens up so many different, it could be a center. It could be a touch back to the right outside the 18. I mean, there's just a plethora of different plays that can come out of that. And I just saw nothing. Like I saw no plays. I, I was trying to see if there was something that I can point to. Okay. They're doing this on a, on a consistent basis. This is, this has got to be at the direction of Tata. And I saw nothing to me that pointed that there was anything that was pre-planned from Tata because it was just stagnant. 60-something percent speaking of, without anything. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to say, speaking of, say the number, and you tell me what the significance is. 27. 27? Days since, days since Leo Messi got injured or was taken off versus Ecuador. You know, for the first game or two, let's say, versus Atlanta, you could understand that we had trouble figuring our way out of it because we just became a great flow with Messi over a thousand minutes. He played right for Inter Miami, yeah. but maybe that's the first week. What changes have been made over the last 21 days, the last three weeks, the last eight or nine games to show that we've had any life in us. And the Toronto game just shows by the way, how poor Toronto is to show to see that, you know, we, we, Blew them out of the wa- uh, the water. Twenty seven days since Messi's 
fatigue in whatever hell it was versus Ecuador. Yeah. 27 days. And we are still acting. This club is acting tactically in their press and in their personnel like he's still playing. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. At Highland, we're all about celebrating little wins and little ways to innovate digital processes. There's no customer pain point too small for us to help with. Maybe that's why more than half of the Fortune 100 looks to Highland to connect their content and data, improve processes, and turn little efficiencies into big wins for their customers and clients. Highland, intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yeah. yeah. Don't have exactly. an excuse for it. Like, first week, understandable, you, you made a real 180 Things changed drastically with him. Um, what about the last, about the 20 days after it? This is a world-class yeah. coach, millions of dollars. These are many players. At least try new things, you know? At least try new things. And if they don't work, then sometimes things don't work. We see this Actually, a couple times do, in the past. Do you think yeah. this is a competitive, do you think this is a competitive team? Like, honestly, like, let's say when, when Messi isn't on the pitch, and let's say Alba isn't on the pitch, on paper, should this be a competitive team? Because I know I'll probably get some hate in the comments now, even though there are some I people so. I see that are agreeing with me. I think it's a competitive team. I, I look at this team and I think, I think I'm not saying they're going to compete with the top three teams in, in each conference. I'm not going to say they're a top team, but I think there should be way more competitive than they're showing, especially against teams at the bottom of the table. Cause that's what we've been struggling against these last few games without Messi. Yeah, there's been some top teams like Houston, right, or Orlando or Atlanta that are pretty good. But there have also been teams at the bottom of the table, like today, like New York City. Um, I don't have the rest yeah. of them, but there's there's teams that we shouldn't there, – there's no excuse for us losing 4-1 in Chicago. Like this should be a much more competitive team. I don't know. Do you think it's a competitive team or should yeah. be? On paper? Should be. I mean, it should be. I think that, first of all, Busquets is still, in my opinion, better than, I don't know, 80% of the midfield in the MLS. Maybe that's a little bit of an exaggeration. I need to kind of like look to really yeah. give an answer. But at over 50%, Busquets is better than. Um, Campanas slash Joseph Martinez, I still think, is probably better than 50% in terms of your, your front front player that's supposed to score goals um and you know i'm seeing in the comments and that's why obvious by the way why i keep looking down in the stream is because i'm reading the comments um so i can interact with it but you know 
it's not all Tata's fault. For all we know, he's putting in tactics and, you know, the players aren't executing it, but it's also not not his fault. There's a mixture. You know, it is it is your job as the coach to create a game plan that everyone should do. And let's just say that the players aren't doing the game plan or the other team because maybe they had a different game plan that now you have to try and counteract. You have time to change it and you are seeing no change being made especially during the first 60 minutes you're seeing nothing being done and again did we only use two subs today for a team that is incredibly tired and that our players are burnt out is that right am i right in saying that we only uh, did two maybe three and i think so uh i don't know doesn't make a lot of sense to me we had some attacking players that uh didn't make it on the field. He didn't see Malta until the game's already out of hand. When he uh, he's a very good attacking player. It's not amazing, but he's he's good. And I mean, right? You know, before we had Messi, Alba, Busquets, we there was a reason we were last in the league. You know, we did not have the quality of other teams and or the execution. Um, and that is why they've you know they've quote unquote gambled in in saving their money or saving their roster spots and instead put it in these big three. And when you do that and two of the big three are out, you fully see, you see obviously that, but we have three other DPs, young DPs that are very talented and are supposed to, we have other players who, like we said, a Robert Taylor, Joseph Martinez, who are, you know, supposed to be of this caliber. And overall it's just, it's, um, you know, I think that they made the decision, and I, I really do believe this, about maybe after the Toronto game that, um, you know, the season's a wash. And I just think it's unfortunate how they handled it. But maybe it's given them good insight on who's going to stay and who's going to go and who has the ability to step up and have composure and who doesn't. Yeah, no, of course. And, and I'm not saying that this team is competitive – in the sense of yeah this is a team we have this is what we're you know this is the future this is what we're what this team is great as is for next season as well no i i think that on paper we should be more competitive than we're showing is what i'm saying and i do think that there are going to be changes moving forward for next season there's going to be changes in the defense there's going to be changes in the midfield and i think we need help literally in 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 each I think in each part of the field, also in the offense, because while I like Campana, I think if there's somebody that's better than Campana, we definitely need to bring them on. We, I, I just think that we should have been more competitive with what we have now than what we're showing. Um, I was going to see a but, couple comments about we don't need Luka Modric. All of them. <laughs> oh, I'll take Luka Modric any day. I'll take Luka Modric as our, as our uh, if we can get it where it's Luka Modric, Skets and maybe Arroyo, let's just say, and then our front three are Messi, Campana, Farias. Yeah, I'll sign me up for that one. But um, I want to see the playoff picture. I know, but he's still the quality. The quality. I'll take him and his quality over, you know, 31-year-olds or 28-year-olds who who can't make the right pass. Okay, fine. No magic. Fine. People are not uh, not magic. I'm saying won Champions League like a year and a half ago. He's still cooking. Um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. It it will be interesting. 
it'll be an interesting off season, right? Because what this has shown and what they obviously know um, is that they need to build players who can play with and without Messi. We've seen most players, how I can play with Messi in terms of he will make me better. He will make me look great. He will put me in positions to succeed. But you need players who can play with him well, without him well enough, right? That's kind of like the drop-off we're seeing. It's we don't expect you to be up here without Messi. Like, understand that there is a drop-off. Like, the the greatness he possesses, the fact that you're the greatest to ever play – it means you're going to make everyone better by a lot. But we're not going from – we're going from here to here. We need to be going from here to maybe, let's say, here. And 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 understanding there's a drop-off both tactically and through rotations, being able to continue to uh, perform at a, at a good level. Yeah, no I 100% agree with you. to make up for Messi. Yeah. But no, no, the, Messi's but irreplaceable. Yeah. right now is crazy. Yeah, no, you're, you're never going to replace Messi, nor, nor do we – do we expect that? Do we or do we think it can happen? But to your point, the difference shouldn't be that big with Messi off the field. Like you shouldn't, you shouldn't struggle to score that much without Messi on the field. You should the on-field product shouldn't look so bad without Messi on the field. And I think that that's going to be as the front office looks towards next season. I think that that's what's going to be top of mind for them is knowing that Messi is probably not going to play every game next season and seeing based off because I mean, in the short span of time, we've seen that, you know, I I think that this kind of proved it to everybody. Messi's not going to play every game. So moving forward, priority. Yeah. And I think the, the priority of this off season is going to be bringing in quality players to still be able to field a competitive team, those games that Messi and Alba, possibly Busquets, we've seen that Busquets seems to be someone that's more, I think, um, he's someone that's been able to stay on the field longer or uh, more consistently. But those games that were Messi and Alba are going to play, we need to field a competitive team. And I think that that's what they're going to do is bring in quality players. Um, so I think that this team is going to look a bit I mean, different. You made, you made Chicago fire offensively look like prime Barcelona. Like these, no. these, this yeah. is the lowest scoring team in the MLS by a wide margin. Um, here's a good analogy too that I think that Inter Miami needs to do, and hopefully the game plan is going to be. And this is it's an American baseball reference, but maybe people will know there's a there's a movie and a book called Moneyball with brad pitt i recommend it to people even if you're not american it's a really great movie um (laughs) the point of it that instead of just getting some stars only stars and having a really like high payroll where it was a couple great stars and else kind of the bottom he basically went and created a team with a couple a couple great players but then the rest of them were just good enough to get on base and this is obviously the analogy but just good enough where his goal was okay which players give us the highest on base percentage let's add them all up and that's how we're going to win or that's how we're going we're going to score more than the other team and that was his tactics and it was called moneyball because it was based on analytics and it was based on saying okay maybe not the biggest and brightest but enough what we have done 
so far what the game plan seemed to have been for this season was the opposite where we are just getting our couple three or four shining stars and then have a huge drop off and hope our shining stars get enough home runs that we win and it worked yeah. in the beginning but this goes to show that it's not sustainable especially when we said yeah Messi is not going to play every game next season and Copa America is 1000% going to be the priority and so you will see especially before and after Copa America his his lack of playing for Inter Miami even if he's quote unquote healthy and that's and I mean you know it's understandable that's what their priority is and so what you know Inter Miami needs to do is they need to get enough players who maybe don't knock your socks off every game but are good enough to not concede goals, play the positions they're supposed to, and create enough goal-scoring opportunities. Because right now we're yeah. not doing either of those things. We're not defending goals, right? We're, we're letting a lot of goals go by, and we're not setting up goal-scoring opportunities. You need both of those things at, at this kind of level in order to succeed in this league. Again, doesn't need to be like this. Doesn't need to be, you know, we're not expecting every single to be to be the, the biggest and brightest where we win fire but just enough where you are you are positioning yourself to succeed with or without Matthew. Yeah, yeah, 100%. To Everyone watch Moneyball and then let me know what you think. You can write to me on Twitter <laughs> at AshSilvers13. Let me know if you watch it and if you, if you like it. It's a great movie. So right now, Ashley, as it stands for the standings, we remain in 14th place. We have 33 points and last place, mm -hmm. the ninth spot for the last MLS playoff wildcard spot is held by Montreal, who has 38 points. They have two games left. So means that no. they can, yeah, no, isn't it the 34? No, no, that's my answer to your inevitable oh, question. Okay. Can Miami still make playoffs? No. <laughs> <laughs> so Montreal has two more games left which would be six points if they win both, which gets them to 44 points. The max that Miami can get to with their three games left is 33 plus nine is 42. So they need Montreal to lose at least one of their games. They need New York, who also has 38 and two games to play, to also lose one. This is assuming that Miami wins out. They need DC United, who has 37 points and one game left. That, they don't, that doesn't matter. In the because they get to 40 if Inter Miami wins out. So basically, right now, Inter Miami mathematically still has an opportunity to make the playoffs. They're dependent on Montreal losing at least one of their last two, as well as New York City losing at least one of their last two. The tough part is obviously, we've seen how they've been playing. They're playing against Cincinnati next game, which Cincinnati is the first place team in the east so man but don't worry like, Messi's back he's coming back next game haven't you well, heard? We don't, yeah no we I, I don't i don't have any confidence right now that Messi is playing ever again like i i, I don't have any confidence being, no obviously yeah, i know think? i i have the zero last confidence. three weeks what have we all said don't worry no no, no. Messi's coming back the next game no we'll We're get a video of him game. we'll get a, a video of him training for five minutes that will bring speculation up again and then we won't see him but so that's basically where miami's playoff push stands not to mention 12 players were called by their international teams that will most likely be unavailable for the miami charlotte game on wednesday october 18th 
So while mathematically there's an opportunity, realistically, it looks almost impossible, almost impossible. So yeah, and um, you're not going to want to risk injury at this point. No, yeah, that's the point. That I, I, that was the point that I was getting to is if there were any doubts if Messi was going to play before, I think this should settle all doubts with it being nearly impossible to make the playoffs. Realistically, looking at it, I don't think Messi gets is they're not going to risk Messi at all. But at the same time, is Messi going to risk himself playing for Argentina after missing all of these yes. games? Yes, you think so? And that's in, yeah, I mean, it's yeah, Argentina is the number one priority and it will continue to be so. And I think at this point, though, the Messi's given to the game, it doesn't, it's not really a surprise, and you can't exactly blame him. You know, he's finally getting the international trophies, and um, yeah, I think it's the priority. I, I, I just, yeah. I wouldn't be. I, I think they'll be playing for it. But actually, that points back to all the all the confusing information that Inter Miami releases, be, because which I think that leads to all of this frustration with fans and people yeah, that want to see Messi. Because it's it's frustrating because not only do we have all of this stuff surrounding the injury, is it an injury? It's not an injury. He felt this. He didn't feel this. Oh, it's just fatigue. Oh, it's not fatigue. He actually has scar tissue. Or and there's never a straight answer. And now, this week, we hear from Tata Martino that Messi, that that a player going to an international team for World Cup qualifiers, first depends on how he is with his club. And if he's doing well at his club, then he's going to go play for his country. If he's not doing well at the club, meaning he's injured, then he, there is no discussion about Messi going to play for Argentina. Tata literally said that. He when said, are you going to believe what a, Tata has said about Messi? Yeah, no, no, I don't believe. I, I don't believe anything. I'm just saying that that is what's frustrating. Is the the information that is given out is never consistent, and it sounds like I don't know what to believe anymore. Again, Tata said basically that Messi going to Argentina is not for discussion. It's not going to happen. Is what he insinuated. So if he goes to play, man, like that, what what do you believe anymore? Which I, at this point, we already are at that point, I think. But it's going to further make things look even worse. And look, we put out we put out a um, a, not a questionnaire, a poll. We put out a poll on on our Twitter this last week or this week actually a couple of days ago because we wanted to see how everybody would feel. And the, the question posed was, if Messi misses the next two games, meaning today, and the game against Cincinnati, and obviously taking into consideration these past games that he's missed, but he still proceeds to go play for Argentina while missing all of these games that were very important for Inter Miami in the playoff push, would that bother you? That was the, the, the question that was uh, polled. And over fifty percent of those who were polled, we had almost I, I, we had a lot of people that that, that answered. Over fifty percent said it would bother them. I fall into that category. It would bother me. It would bother me very just, much. And I know I know a lot of people are going to comment on this, but it bothers me that you would say that we would hear all about how you're fatigued, you're injured, you're 
I don't know what else. You stubbed your toe. You sneezed too hard and your throat hurts. I, I, I don't know. what, But all of this during a pivotal time for Inter Miami where they need him. And to a point that you made, you made a great point, Ashley, where this is only the third and fourth game of a long qualifier where Argentina does not necessarily need him to win. And for him to show up and play, that would bother me. That would bother me. I, I, what do you feel? I'll tell. I'll say a good thing that's happened with all the the uh, a complete mishandling of the news of Messi and his injury from the club and from MLS. There was a great atmosphere at Solar Field tonight, and shout out to the people of Chicago for showing up, even though it was pretty clear Messi wasn't going to be there or play. It was a great atmosphere, and I hope it continues because that that has improved the game a lot. And the one thing good thing about Messi is that he's brought such great atmosphere to a lot of these days, and I hope it continues. Um, you know, you can, I think at this point in his career, Argentina is the clear priority by a mile, by miles and miles and miles. And while it will it will bother me, like, in my heart, because we've been putting a lot of money and time and, and energy and love to him and this team, he's going to go and he's going to play. And... It, it it it's gonna reflect poorly on him, but it really the most of the blame should really be on the club and on MLS. And I actually, I think you are... froze. I froze. Really? I I think I'm good. Okay, no, I okay. I'm gonna keep talking. So I I think gonna um it's gonna more so be that Inter Miami needs to make big or the MLS is going to have to make really big changes because they lost a lot of trust in hundreds of thousands of fans who have, you know, across the country and in Miami paid good, good money in. Oh, okay. So I think we lost Gian. Not, we didn't lose me. Okay. So I'll keep talking. Um, have paid their hard earned money to go see Messi or have paid for these subscriptions. And while, it is not his job to just play and he shouldn't play. The communication and lack thereof from both the club and the league is going to just paint a really, really bad light. And you're going to see next season, I think, that there's going to be – there's going to have to be a lot of changes because if not um, – it's not it's going to be a trouble. It's going to be a problem. But look, the uh, kind of sum this all up. There's been huge changes that happened for Inter Miami and for MLS over the last couple of months. And what Messi has brought to our team, to our city, and to the league already immeasurable. And it's been fantastic. And it's going to continue to be fantastic. But there's growing pains with it. And what we've seen, from, you know, the tactics from the personnel and from the kind of decline of this team is that they're going to have to play around with a couple of things in order to find that formula where when Messi is on the pitch, you get this high, high level performance, but when he's off the pitch, it doesn't fizzle. They're going to have to work on figuring that out in terms of their personnel. And I think they will work towards it because we got Messi, we got Busquets, we got Alba, and that shows that we clearly head and shoulders above a lot of other teams and will continue to grow. And as MLS, you know, as for MLS, they're going to have to, they're going to have to figure it out too. But we have a game on Saturday against FC Cincinnati, 
we're going to have to wait and see in terms of how the others, you know, the other results get out across the league in the Eastern Conference. We'll see who's on the injury report. Maybe we'll, we'll see Messi come back. Who knows? But uh, thank you all so much for watching. Hope you enjoyed. Even though it's been a tough stretch, the future is bright. And um, we're excited to see you. So thanks so much and have a really good if you are ready to transform your backyard into a haven of relaxation and luxury, look no further than our amazing podcast sponsor, L'Aqua Azura Pool Services. With over 20 years of industry experience, L'Aqua Azura is a name you can trust when it comes to services, equipment repairs, and restoration for all things pools. If you're looking in the South Florida area for your pool to be serviced on a month-to-month -month basis, L'Aqua Azura boasts an impressive five-star rating on Google reviews, and it's a testament to their dedication to the customer satisfaction and top-notch service. Also, if you mention Messi & Co., you will get your first month of pool service absolutely free. So don't wait. For pool service, patio renovation, or more, call them now at 954-793-7206 and get a free quote for any project. Thanks, L'Aqua Azura. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. -ba -ba.